Hello, this is John Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. Check us out, Uncommon Genius for the Common Types. Hi, this is Suzanne Birdie from the Metal Birds, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival with John Renaud. Nice. I love the way you say that. John, I can't even say it that way. I'm like John Renaud. I'm like the American guy, John Renaud. Well, you know, I live in Texas. I only moved down here about six years ago, and Louisiana is right there, and everything is, you know, the E A U X. So yeah. it's, everything is O. I didn't get that when I first got here, but um, I'm starting to learn like the Louisiana O, like go, like they use G E A U X for go. Yeah. Being so, from Detroit, from mm. Detroit, you, you, have, <laughs> you have streets named, like, it's really weird being in L.A. because all the names are Spanish. But yeah. in Detroit, they're all French. And I'm yeah. sure where, where you're talking, they're all French. And you see, like, names like Cadju. Yeah. And, which is fine. You go, you, you know, you get directions. Oh, man, I'm, uh, I'm on Cadju. And you go driving around and you pass it because you don't know how it's spelt. And there's 16 <laughs> vowels in it. It's insane. Yeah. So you're cracking well, that code, basically. I know. Well, I grew up on the East Coast in Baltimore. And so coming out here, all, all the Spanish and the French influence, I like there's none of that on the East Coast. It's just, you know, straight colonial you, everything. So. I, th I thought you were British for some reason. I am. I was born in England. I came to America when I was about 14. Uh huh. So I got and I was in Baltimore until about six years ago. So I grew right. up in Baltimore. Yeah. So I lost my accent and. Yeah, because you, know, you sound it, very American, actually. <laughs> I do. Well, kids are cruel, you know. So, well, I, I also, had... I'm sorry. I also thought you it 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 gave the mystique to your vocals because yeah, yeah it does. I, I thought for some moments in life that you sang so well, which uh, uh, you know, you do have an amazing voice and you have amazing <laughs> control over your voice. I thought it came <laughs> from being British for some reason. I think that it, I think that it does because the British, even when they're speaking bad, they're speaking yeah. <laughs> good, right? Yeah, they're semi-proper. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. For those who don't speak the Queen's English, they're still yeah. speaking pretty, pretty, you know, fluently. So it's yeah, it's a little bit of both. And and when I came to America, you know, everybody was, oh, you don't sound like us. Well, no, because I'm speaking actually English. Right. Whoa, look out, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it sounds good in t unless you're from Leeds. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, then it's. North, it yeah, sounds a little like, yeah. like you have stones in your mouth, right? It's drifting a bit at that point. Then the Americans might be one up unless you're from Boston. Right. Or you're from and, Boston and it's, or New York. Right. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. <laughs> but you do. It's you sound. It's amazing how many different accents are on the East Coast for such a small yeah, place, right? Yeah. And how they're 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 kind of I mean, I guess they're marginally different in truth, yeah. but really they sound dramatically different. Right. Dramatically. You know, Rhode Island versus Boston, like a real Boston accent, a real yeah, Rhode, they're completely different. But they're only what, like twenty miles away from each yeah. other, and it's like, it's how, how did you get so many different accents? I don't, exactly. I don't know. Well, and then you, <laughs> if you drift up actually into Canada, it becomes a whole other weird thing if you're I, just doing comparisons. I know it's yeah. the Canadians just have the weirdest accent to me because it's not quite American and it's not quite British. It's some yeah. conglomeration of in between. It's just weird. It's just bastardized stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. At least they, when the Americans went off the rail, you know, it was like you could tell they just took control of it and did it the way they wanted to. It, oh, they didn't yeah. apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're American. We say Renaud. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, even when I go, when, when I used to be able to go back to England, which I do go back pretty often, but not, not since the pandemic hit. But right. it's like, you know, when I start drinking, my British accent comes out. But normally yeah. when I'm talking, it's a bastardized uh, version of the British accent when I'm actually in England. And they're like, yeah. what are you? And I'm like, well, I'm British, but I'm American. Yeah. Well, we can hear both in your dialect. And it's like, well, uh, you know, what yeah. can I do? No, I it's am true. Who I am. <laughs> Plus, anytime you like I, I'm originally from Michigan. 
and uh. there isn't a, there isn't really a great difference between the way Californians speak and Michigans, except we hit our consonants hard, harder. Like if I say if I say car, people go, "Oh, you're Midwest." <laughs> you know, um, I know you're good friends with Rye. He, you know, he's from yeah, Michigan too. Absolutely, yeah, he's from a really lovely area in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, and um, one day I'm gonna get up there, but I oh, always get on him for saying. The word that I absolutely cannot stand when he says is roof. He says yeah. roof. And I'm just oh. like, what are, what? Roof? Let's see. I think I say roof. <laughs> you see, it's you a, do it's it too. Roof. Yeah. It's roof. It's, it's roof. So and it's I'm Michigan. like, the first time he said it, I was like, I stopped and I was like, hold on. Are we talking about a dog or are we talking about? No, like, that's rough. That's rough. <laughs> rough but that it sounds the same to me when you say it rough rough yeah i i don't know i don't it know it would be rough 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 uh would be yeah <laughs> rough, right. yeah he's he's a michigan cat i found that out pretty early on um and he he you know where he comes from is if you do get a chance you should get up there yeah it's he's been it's telling me stories. yeah oh. he's been telling me stories about like his uh youthful antics on like lake michigan and yeah. it sounds absolutely beautiful he showed me pictures and i'm just like i yeah. didn't know the lake michigan even looked like it looks tropical like a tropical oasis well, beach <laughs> in the in the summer it does <laughs> Yeah, it, sure. <laughs> it's a pretty savage winter up there. I think that's mm -hmm. how they've kept it kind of so, you know, such a good secret. It really is like they call it the uh, Gold Coast of Michigan. Oh, really? Okay. It's where all the newspaper people used to have second homes back in the days. All the really rich, wealthy Chicago people would boat up there to their summer okay. homes. It's, it's freaking gorgeous beyond belief. I mean, the water is like you're in the Caribbean or you're in yeah. Hawaii. It's like blue blue yeah. it's like that's the great lakes i had no yeah. you know growing up in maryland and we had the chesapeake bay and that water is just filthy dirty brown yeah yeah <laughs> and even when you go to um the atlantic ocean you know the beach is only two hours away from baltimore even when you go to the atlantic it's still brown you know it's yeah. not until you get down to like you know florida where it becomes like blue and green but More pristine yeah yeah right so growing up i'm thinking oh the great lakes is has to be brown because that's the only kind of water yeah. that I, <laughs> I know no it, and they look like the ocean basically with just slightly smaller waves i mean michigan okay. doesn't have big waves but superior is even more beautiful really it's, co it's colder though I'm, I'm, I have to get up there. I have yeah. to. How did you meet him? I mean, I, first off, what we should do, I think, is I'm mm -hmm. going to actually uh, put on a song, one of okay. your songs. And I think uh, the one that we played first on Pluto was Dark Highway. So that's what I'm going to put on. That's my so that, favorite song, actually. Oh, my gosh. Then I picked the right one. So we're going to listen to that right now. And then we'll come back and talk a little more. Okay, cool. Oh, cool.
song. I, I dug it when, when I first heard it. So that's why it, it landed right into Pluto Radio. And as you know, you guys are one of our favorite bands to play oh, on Pluto thank Radio. <laughs> thank you, guys. It's all about the vibe, as Lee Chrisman yeah. likes to say. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about your, your bad boy, uh, Sly, there for a moment. Yeah. What, yeah how did you guys? How'd you guys meet? Well, um, I when I moved from Maryland to Texas, I originally moved to Austin for work. And I didn't know anybody. I moved out here kind of blindly, you know, just to keep my job. And I had no friends. I had nobody. And I started slowly making friends at work. And one, you know, we the only thing that you really have in common that you talk about is either, you know, sports or uh, family life or music. And, um, one day I was talking to one of my friends about music and, you know, he was like, yeah, I know this guy. And, you know, why don't you come out and hang out with us? And I'm thinking, I don't know any of these people, but okay. You know, you know, I'm lonely. I'm bored. I might as well, you know, hang out, have a couple of drinks and listen to music. And he was like, yeah, you know, my friend plays in a band and they usually practice and we'll go over there and, you know, have some drinks. And I'm like, okay, fine. And that was the night I met Rye. He was jamming out with um, some other people. And, you know, here I am, nobody, you know, coming yeah. in and just like, okay, this is kind of weird, but cool. You know, but you, had, you a- had that voice, though. <laughs> well, he didn't know. He didn't know. Yeah. It at first. So, like, I really thought where he li- where Rye lives, it's like, I call it a farm. But he, yeah. he says it's a ranch. It's like out in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be murdered out here. Right. In the, <laughs> in the middle of the night. And I'm just right. like, OK, this is Texas. I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. But and he's a big guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's big. He's like he's six, a, four or something. He's six, four. And yeah. He's, he's like a Viking size. And like I was just like, I'm yeah. tiny. Right. I'm five, one or five. I say oh, five wow. because yeah. I'm only five. I say five two because I'm five one and three quarters, so I just round yeah. it up. <laughs> so I do this. I do like, the same thing. I'm like I'm like five nine when I wake up before <laughs> gravity hits, you know, and I'm somewhere just about under that, you know. Right. So I'm like, oh my gosh, all these guys were huge. They were all over like six foot. I'm just like yeah. intimidated. I'm just drinking my beer, and he it's keeps fun. looking over at me, and he's like, you know, kind of like, who is this girl? Like, who did you bring? And I'm just like, whatever. And they started playing some some, you know stuff like Adele and uh, um, what? Gun- yeah. Sly was yeah. playing Adele? Oh yeah, he was playing oh, Adele. Man. Uh, it was kind of weird and I was just like listening yeah. and was, like out of nowhere he just like started Adele and Madonna and you know he What? Into- yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And he drifted into like Guns N' Roses and he was like you know, the whole time he's staring at me and and thinking I don't know any of these songs, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah, I do. And he's like, oh yeah, can you sing? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And he's like, he so he throws me the mic and I start singing, and then he right. was just like, the the look on his face went from this to yeah, he was right? paying attention. Yeah. So we started talking after that, and you know, we became really close friends that night. It was like kismet, right? Yeah. He was like, oh, you have to come back. You have to come back and, you know, sing. And I'm just thinking, okay. So I did. He's a, you know. he's, he's a really gracious guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's really cool. He has his quirks. but he, Yeah. Well, don't we cool. all? So, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I drifted back over there and then we became close friends. And we were doing cover songs at first, you know, yeah. standards. And then it was like, this is kind of boring. Like, I was like, this is, you know, everybody does covers. And one day we were talking on the phone and I was like, well, what else do you have? Have you been in any other bands? You have originals? And he started playing me some of his stuff. And I was like, the light bulb went off. And I was like, oh my God, this is good. We can, what if we did something with these? What if we like, you know, retooled some of these songs and, and made it ours. And he was like, yeah, okay. And we've been doing that since, uh, late, I would say like late 2017, 2018, we've been retooling. And working on songs, and it's become the Metal Birds. So that's yeah. <laughs> and and you have two other players in the band. Yes. Well, they've so been who are changing. who are those cats? They've been changing a lot. We started off with um, Brian on drums, right? And uh, 
Jackson on bass and they kind of, you know, fell off. You know, Brian is a great drummer. He did, he did the drums on um, Dark Highway, but he's just really busy. He's in like yeah. five other bands, you know, it's one of those. Um, so now we have Alex on drums, who's, he's great. And Kevin Kurtz on bass and he's a shy boy. We can never really <laughs> get him to come him. to the front. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. You know, he's one of those, like you got to track down, but he's, yeah. he's good. Yeah. Oh, you guys sound great. I mean, it, your players are all freaking fantastic. And right. so when you, when you write, do you, you take on the lyrics and the melody and then Sly takes on the music or does he come at you with like, here's what I want or how does that work? He comes up with the melodies and the music and we usually, it's usually co collaboration. Like we sort of work together and like right. when he first plays me something, I'll get an idea in my head immediately. It's like a movie playing, you know, yeah. and I'll immediately, most of the time, not all the time, but immediately know like what direction I want to go in and what direction I want to write because the song evokes some sort of emotion in me. So I'll eventually like say, hey, I feel like this song should be about this. And he'll usually agree with me. And then I'll start writing, you know, I'll listen to like the music in my head over and over again, like, or he'll send me a track and I'll listen to it over and over and over again and start writing. And we'll collaborate and he'll be like, ah, I don't like that. Okay, well, what do you want me to change? Ah, I don't like that, you know. So it's, yeah, it's a collaboration between both of us. But I Dark actually... Highway interestingly oh. dark highway i actually wrote that in about an hour i was driving home from his house one day yeah one night late 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 one night like three o'clock in the morning by the time i got home i just had this idea of of the lyrics and i wrote them out really quickly scribbled them out before i went to bed and i woke up the next morning right and i called him and i was like i have the best song because he played me that riff the night before and i was like i yeah. have the best lyrics to go with that song he was like yeah whatever whatever and i'm i started reading it for him and he was like oh my gosh this is great and, and so i screenshotted him the lyrics and he took took it and ran with it and the right. song was done within like a day yeah it seems like uh, from talking to him and seeing how you guys have scheduled in the past recording it mm -hmm. seems like you guys are really fast with it like it doesn't yeah. seem to take you <laughs> Like you don't let stuff get in your way. You make sure, Hey, we're here. Let's do it. And it, it seems to come together and you go, I mean, that's the impression I got from talking to yeah. him about the process. Yeah, it, it's Well, hearing stories from other bands about their processes, it seems, it does seem like our processes is, is faster than, than most bands. Cause I hear like horror stories where it takes, yeah. you know, a year to make, you know, a couple songs and it's like, wow, we kind of crank out songs. Yeah. But that it also makes me worry that maybe our process is too fast. Maybe we're we should slow down a little bit, but it, the songs are good. So Yeah. Maybe And I don't think I mean the little bit I do know about Sly, I think he likes his system. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? I don't think you're going to tinker with that too much. Uh-uh. You might talk him into it on, a, on something I think that he sees the sense of slowing down. But that's I mean some people, you know, like everyone works the way they work. For me, it's pretty, pretty simple because I, I tend to be like what you just described. I have an idea and I used to pan it out and go back and forth and sit with it. And, yeah. and some of the best stuff that I think I've done comes from, uh, I took, I, I take my computer with garage band and a microphone yeah, and I play the music and I just say, just whatever comes to, to mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it can literally be done with something sometimes in an hour. Yeah. You know, except, except a phrase or two that you go back and change. Yeah. It's amazing. Like once you get the idea in your head, you, yeah. you know, you know, some people have to take their time and some people run with it. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just how, you know, your process and your process seems similar to ours. We just yeah. take a phrase or, um, you know, an idea and, and run with it. That's what yeah. I basically do. You know, like you sometimes I, I write the, the choruses before I write the verses yeah. because the chorus might might inspire the verses or vice yeah. versa, you know. Sometimes or, I have a hard time with with coming up with verses and you know, and I'll put a project yeah. down for a while and then, you know, go back to it every once in a while or you know, I'll be sitting at work and an idea will hit and I'll just grab a piece of paper and I have this notebook that's about this thick full of just like little scribbly notes, you know. Yeah. 
that I can go back to and look at, look and say, you know, Hey, this works for this. This works for that. Yeah. I used to take when I, a long time ago when I was really passionate about being brilliant <laughs> before the, before I got an education from the world that I was nowhere near that, that uh, I used to take, um, if I was reading a, a book or a novel or a play and I, I saw a phrase that I loved, I would have no notebooks of just random phrases. I do. I would, yeah. And it was weird with me because I would actually, instead of writing them in a list, you know, I would go, I wouldn't go every, every line on the paper. I'd go every other line, but I would jump mm -hmm. down all over so that I did, I wouldn't remember them sequ sequentially. Right. As, as yeah. weird as it sounds, it was like this pattern. I didn't want any patterns in it. I just wanted these random words to look at at some point. Yeah. That's, I mean, everybody has their process. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of just take these scrap papers and, and then I have like, you know, the little note thing on your phone and like if it yeah if you know, i'm not around a paper i'll just you know type it into my phone and i have this whole big list of just quotes that yeah. i call it you know just little things that you hear or you see or you think of that hey that might be a good lyric hey this yeah. might be a good lyric or that might be a good idea for a song yeah and, and um, it, it comes like just from the, the the way it to me and i i'm picking up the vibe that it's kind of the same for you it, it's really about how the words sound together like, yeah. cause it's, it becomes like musical or lyrical when yeah. you hear it and it, you're compelled to write it down and yeah. save it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there's a lot of people that write that like that, you know, I'm yeah. sure there has to be. Cause yeah. if me and you write the same way, then I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, there's a story. I don't know if it's true. David Bowie used to, uh, um, have a computer that just spit out words for him and he would, oh. he would stitch songs out of, out of these, the randomness of this computer. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that story, but it's very uh, romantic about uh, lyric writing, right? It, it is very romantic, and it's, it almost sounds plausible, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> especially with him, you know, I don't know that he had necessarily the most uh, connected lyrics. You right. know, he, in fact, his whole thing was alienation. So, right. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's I don't. Maybe it's easier like, hey, nothing fits in because nothing fits in because right. the the words stitch together. I don't really know. Hey, have yeah. you ever sang jazz? Have you ever sang jazz? No, no, not Interesting. at all. The closest, I'll be honest, the closest I've ever gotten to listening to jazz is like Amy Winehouse. That's it. Yeah, yeah she's, I mean, yeah, she's obviously was a gifted lady and all that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I mean, I would call that jazz, maybe pop jazz, but jazz. Pop jazz, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I've never been a big, I don't know, jazz just isn't my forte, you know. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just thought that, that maybe you were one of those people that did hard rock and jazz at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, cause you do have like this, this really, it, it seems like it's, I wouldn't say trained, but it seems like you have very good command over it. Did you actually take vocal training? No. Interesting. <laughs> no, I've been, I, I used to sing in church. Um, oh, okay. Growing that, up. That's yeah. Yeah, I was always, you know, in the alto section. So, you know, I was I was mid-range, you know. I never could yeah. hit the high notes until I got older. Um yeah. and you know, growing up, growing up in London in the 80s, <laughs> it, it, yeah. it was all, you know, Michael Jackson and Madonna and Billy Idol and like I was telling Ryan the other day, you know, growing up back then everybody looked like a punk and everybody yeah. sounded like a punk. And that's where I got most of my influences from. And it wasn't until I was a teenager when I came to America and I started making friends that I could actually start going back and listening to like the seventies music. Like I love Fleetwood Mac. I love, right. um, I love Simon and Garfunkel. I love like the harmonies too. So I yeah. try to incorporate that. And, you know, like my back, my backup vocals, I, I love, I love, the harmonies and the fifths and the thirds and the sevenths and you know because even though pop music doesn't incorporate that anymore really right the older stuff does and i, I just i absolutely adore that stuff but the jazz no no yeah. it's more it's more pop <laughs> well i thought maybe you were like a blues jazz crossover vocalist no my dad actually loved blues and yeah. like country and western yeah and he would sing that to me all the time when I was growing up. But mm -mm. was he a, was he a singer? 
he always told me stories that he was, but I never actually seen any, anything. So I don't, I have no idea. To well, be quite in fairness, I always, I always told my kid I was a straight eight student too. And I never was, <laughs> <laughs> I was just hoping to inspire him. Maybe your father was just hoping to inspire you. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what that was about. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, so if you could play a song on this podcast, a uh, metal bird song, what would you pick? I already, I already played your favorite. Okay, yeah, you did. Because uh, um, that would be the one I would pick. But the second one I would pick right now, would, my second favorite song, I would say would be the Ganges. Well, you it's, know what we're going we're gonna to do? We're going to put that one up right now. Awesome. What is it? Why is that number two? What, what, what? It's a lovely song. Yeah. You know, that was one of Ryan's old songs and Uh I completely, we we completely redid it and it's the simpleness of it. It's just a two riff song, but the simpleness of it. And because, um, my, I'm half Indian. (laughs) So it was like uh, my dad, Oh, my dad passed this year and um i'm very sorry about that my, <laughs> mo- my mom passed this year so I, I'm sorry. I yeah i hear you so my dad always talked about you know going to the ganges going back to india and going to see the ganges he's not he never went you know and i was yeah. always like let's go let's go but he never so when he passed and um ryan presented me the song i was like i have to do this for him so i remade the words and, it, and it's just a simple heavy song which is what i like yeah (laughs) 
Ryan Ryan wants to go more like pop, kind of like love and money. Right. And um, you know, like dreaming, but I like I like the heavier songs. I like like the Ganges and Machine Man. So the, the, right now that's my second favorite song is the Ganges. I love it. I just I, it's something about the simplicity of it. I just absolutely adore. Yeah. Do you guys, before the pandemic, were you guys playing out on somewhat of a regular basis? Not a regular basis. We were playing out in Austin uh-huh. and in, you know, little clubs and like outdoor uh, venues, which they have all over the place there, you know. And, and, we and were, what's, what's that like in the sense of like, I mean, everyone knows Austin's a music town, but it, mm-hmm. is it? Is it like a good vibe to be out there playing? You probably won't say anything negative anyway, because it's like, hey, I don't want to put myself out of gigs. Yeah. But, <laughs> but L- L.A. is like a large pay-to-play town. Right. Well, I don't Austin, dig that. Austin's not a pay-to-play town. You know, yeah. it's it, they get whatever they can and they love music. And, you know, it's dominated mostly by country, um, you know, because it is Texas. Right. But the people who love rock, they love it, you know, so any little place you can play, they they will, you know, they listen to your music and they were like, we love to have you. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. You know, so it wasn't hard to book places at all. Nice. And it, the, the vibe is really good because everyone in Austin loves to party and it's a, you know, drink in town and it's right. a music town. So, you know, not like not so, so much the L.A. vibe, a little bit, you know calmer and cooler yeah. and more collected yeah but it was awesome we we were really enjoying it and then we were trying to book um some bigger things and then this all you know yeah. hit and it went all to hell but yeah it really didn't help me and the electric shamans much either <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think it helps any bands <laughs> yeah i i'm just you know for selfish reasons i kind of hate the pandemic just for mm-hmm. the record in mm-hmm. fact, that's there's a little bit of reference to that in the song I did with Yorg. Really? Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if you ever got a chance to hear that song, uh, the song that we do. I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. There's a little bit of a reference there. Yeah. The pan- this pandemic's killing me is is the 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 end line to the song. <laughs> you know, yeah. our song Life in 20 is all about what what happened this year and it's just it's it's been a tough year for everybody. Yeah. I, I don't think any band has not written a song about this year, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how wonderful it has been. And you know, how it's, wonderful it would be to end. Actually, exactly. Well, this year is ending, but I don't. I think the 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 virus is uh, continuing a circle. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also talk briefly about um your the Christmas song you guys did for us. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the Christmas song. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas, Christmas on, on Pluto. On Pluto, yeah. <laughs> I th- I think that's one of the most amazing pieces of music I've ever heard <laughs> because because you guys just said let's have some fun with this thing and let's and it's just yeah you know the the bits that are in there sound <laughs> great really like I didn't know Sly could play guitar like that for one thing me neither you know me neither it was crazy how that song came about. We we were recording some songs about two weeks ago. He came over um, into my brand new Birdie yeah, Studios. I heard, <laughs> yeah, I heard things were livening up over there. Yeah, they were livening it up. And yeah. he had mentioned that, you know, um, that you wanted us to do a Christmas song. And I was thinking... Okay, oh, I, since, I think he talked you into something. I think I never even talked to him about it. He's just like, hey, you know, John wants one for Pluto Radio. He totally talked me into this. Yeah. And I thought it came from, well, <laughs> until you're now telling me this, I really thought it came from you. And I was like, okay, yeah, we can do a Christmas song. I was like, what yeah. in the world are we going to do a Christmas song about? Like, I was like, are we going to do a cover of an old Christmas song? He was like, no, 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 we're going to do something original. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And Sly is a, he's a dramatic guy, right? Yeah. He loves the theater and he loves uh, just, (laughs) his imagination is huger than life. So You gotta love that. Yeah, I do. It always keeps me on my toes and laughing. And he picked up the bass and I'm thinking, okay, we're going to start with bass. And then he just started playing that. And I was just like, 
where are we going with this? And he was like, okay. So I, I let it run. And he, and then he did the dang, 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 And then I was like, okay, that sounds like it's the chorus. Okay. And <laughs> so we were like laughing and joking. And then he was like, okay, let me say, let me like sing a little bit. And I was like, okay, I gave him the mic. And then he was like, dig this. And I just started busting out laughing. I was like, this is the coolest Christmas song. Yeah. I was like, this is like the complete, you know, 60s smoky jazz lounge, you know, with the guy yeah. in, the, in a full like two piece suit, you know, with a scotch. He's like, you know, swirling it. It felt a little bit like that's, I guess, why I asked you about the jazz and blues question, because it felt a little bit like uh, some weird beatnik thing. <laughs> from from the early 60s like and it sounds great i mean the the, the riff and everything yeah. and the whole the whole kind of burning guitar thing that that rye does in it yeah it's it's fabulous as well and you're doing like this weird vampish like vocal thing that's why i'd asked about the jazz to be honest with you. yeah no the that that came out so organically yeah. i have no idea what recesses of my brain i pulled yeah. that out from and what he was thinking about when he started do, playing that 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 bass line, and yeah. it just kind of came together in about I'll be honest with you in about a half an hour. And no, we it's like, I believe it. Great. It had this. <laughs> the, his bass line is really this sloppy, like <laughs> like, but but it's not it's not musically sloppy. It just feels sloppy. Yeah, it feels like it feels like I don't really care about this song so much, right? But it, it's yeah, not really what it, it is. Makes it's, it makes it cool. Right? It makes yeah. It's like it's like hey, Christmas is cool. Maybe you know what I mean. And then and then he does that weird like uh, the elf voices in the while he's singing yeah. the. I mean, to me, I'm just like okay, that's a good topper towards the end, you know. And yeah. then obviously your your punchline at the end as well is very. I had no idea he captured that. That yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> that's probably when you were actually asking for some wine yeah i was like where's my wine <laughs> yeah it, it was beautiful we play it on, on pluto every day probably six seven times a day thank you i point. like i was actually inspired i think i'm going to take that and like clean it up and actually make like a, a better christmas song using the same kind of vibe for next year yeah because there, there's something there, there's something there that needs what? to be like explored I, I liked like your whole breathy, you know, kind of closer to the mic thing that was that felt like it was going on. And, it, and it's, I think, the one that got me the most really was at some point you went, uh, Lee, Lee, Mary Lee Christmas, Lee Christmas. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, you know, Larry Me Christmas, and it was like, uh, I was like, oh my god, there's something so weird about this. It's cool beyond belief. Yeah, so that's very Austin. That's very Austin, I guess, right? It, yeah, it weird, Austin yeah, weird, right? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> You know what? We're I'm going to pop that on right now, okay? So the people don't know, you know, don't say, "Hey, what what the hell are they talking about?" We have yeah. no idea how cool this vibe really is. Yeah, Christmas on Pluto. So there here it comes. Goes. In the sky, 
That was uh, that was something, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. I hope everybody enjoyed that one because that was well, fun to make. Yeah, we were well, that's... dying laughing the whole time making that. We were just like, "This is great." Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's something like the whole like Pluto. It went uh, on the social media. It went a little nutty for a couple of days. How much people? <laughs> he told me. That. Yeah, he told yeah. me. It was pretty well received by the audience. Good. We had some comments from the other bands was like, oh my gosh, we need to make a Christmas song like that too. And it was like, yeah, you know, that should inspire other people to be creative and not just like, you know, stay in the Christmas box, you know? Yeah. Like think outside, think broader. (laughs) Well, it's one of those things too, that that's what originally uh, the people and myself who kind of rolled into Pluto radio, that's what we wanted, want to have is this idea that you know, it's it's such a struggle for bands to to try to win, I guess would be a way to say it. And it's like, no, there's a place where freedom can still just prevail. It's like yeah. we're not worried about how many people are actually listening. We're not worried about getting hit counts. We're not obviously no. charging bands to play, which is a huge bone of contention for myself. Some of these internet radio streams are really big on that's how they pay their bills, that's how they pay their life. Yeah. Yeah. Charging bands to play. Which yeah. I think is it's pretty maniacal to the to the soul of both the listener and the musician. But um, so, yeah. what, do you th- what do you think about like radio on the internet and and you know Pluto Radio? You can talk a little about that. You can talk about other stations if you like. Well, um, but- you know, I think I think the 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 internet radios are great because there's so much music out there. There is right and. If you start listening to just, you know, terrestrial radio, they play the same boring songs over and over and over. And it's like, there's no change. Every song starts to sound the same. Yeah. You know, even if it's a different artist, like every, and everything is like, I hate to get on like, you know, hip hop and rap, but everything is hip hop and rap, everything, you know? Last year, when Greta Van Fleet won Best um, Rock Album, you know, it gave me hope. And then this year, the Grammys came out, and it was like a slap in the face to rock and roll and the whole genre. And it just shows you that um, popular radio doesn't care about us. So it's great that right. internet radio, you know, has a, a huge indie indie underground following because how else would you get the music out there? It's, it's wonderful. But the, the stations that charge, we've run into that um, quite a bit and we don't submit to them because first of all, we do everything ourselves. And, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize that it's expensive. (laughs) Having a band is expensive. It's basically a business that I'm running. You know, I'm the manager and, you know, Ryan's the talent. (laughs) (laughs) if you want to call it that, you know, but it's a business that I'm running and I'm putting out money left and right. And we're doing it for the love of music. And we're also doing it to get our name out there just in case something comes along. You know, it's not only for the art it's, you know, we want to recoup some of our, you know, expenditures, you know, one someday, hopefully, you know, by getting a, a, a label or a record deal or something, something, you know, the dream, the American dream, as people say so it's the fact that people are charging bands who already don't have any money that's crap it's pretty scandalous i think it is it it is and like there's this whole contention with spotify right yeah i personally don't (laughs) i don't know how to word this i personally don't see the need for spotify i i understand that you need it, but I don't see the need because 
again, it's like terrestrial radio. They don't pay anything. You know, you have to have like a million plays to even see what, like 13, 14, 15 bucks. Yeah. You know, even Peter Frampton went to court and said, you know, how can he only make $1,500 a year on Spotify? That's retarded. Yeah. You know, they're not paying anything. And and yet um, the guy who owns it is a, what, a multi-billionaire. Yeah. Right. For not doing anything. Except savaging bands and musicians and artists. Take, he's taking, he's one of those takers, you know, yeah. at least Amazon, they give you a product, but what does Spotify do? They take your money and they don't give you anything in return. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, the internet is good and bad. <laughs> the, no, smaller, I agree. the smaller radio stations like, like Pluto and the yeah. other ones, you know, that actually support indie bands like us um, are great. They're wonderful platforms. And, you know, you actually can hear it and like you, you know your program and yeah jorgs and you know you actually support the bands that want to be heard not yeah, just you know, i think floyd in it for I, money i think floyd mcintyre is one of the the classic examples of what pluto radio is about because this yeah. cat he does this blend of of you know kind of contemporary uh it's not really rapper it's not really urban per se but it's got that kind of vibe going with the, mm-hmm. the percussions and then he plays rockish guitar on it and mm-hmm. you know the thing is is he's 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 a guy who's been playing with music and doing music his whole life and mm-hmm. now he he you know we played him and then we asked him to staff on as as a host and he's doing it and he brings in a lot of ears because he's excited about music people like he's communicating with people and saying, Hey, I'm doing this. And and they respond. Listenership goes up greatly when the guy's hosting a show. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And it's about, you need people people who are passionate about music and the top 40 stations are just, you know, they're, they're in it for their profits and that's it. It's they're not in it for music anymore. And it's a sad state of affairs that, it, it makes me really worried, <laughs> worried where music is actually heading in the, in yeah. the next 40 years, right? Yeah. Where is it actually going? Well, especially when you're talking about performance music, like my son does, um, you know, EDM. He mm-hmm. can do that. He can do that in his studio all day long by himself. Yeah. But the, the, the art of gathering, of the gathering of, of you know, the shamans. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, because that's yeah. what you're doing. You're invoking this thing. Um, I yeah. think that that's you know that's in question. I do think, in a strange way, rock is dead. Um, yeah, I don't think that. I don't mean that about people like us who like to perform it and, and produce it. No. But I think you know the days of people having it be number one. I mean, rap out outran rock like five years ago, as far yeah. as popularity goes. Yeah. And that's fine. I have no axe to grind about that, but I don't like, like the, the culture of which I came from. I don't want that to perish. Well, you know, me and Ryan had the discussion yesterday, as a matter of fact, and rock is dead and the music industry has killed rock. It doesn't mean that it's dead and people don't still love it because it's played everywhere else in the world, except for what it seems to be America, you know? So rock isn't dead, but rock is dead in America. And, yeah. you know, like I said, when, when Greta Van Fleet won, it was like a spark and it was a glimmer of hope. And then this year it got crushed again. And it's like, okay, someone needs to bring it back. There yeah. needs to be rock stars on in this country again. Yeah. And whether it be maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I'm not saying, I'd but be okay whether with it that. be... <laughs> Whether it be anybody, you know, there's um, the culture was wonderful and it still is wonderful. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, everything is in cycles, right? So, you know, now's rap's time. Maybe it'll be, you know, rock's time soon. I don't know. Yeah. Or even like, yeah, even if if it's always been an evolution. So even if it becomes a melded version of something, Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it, I mean, I don't think it, I mean, it's dead in the context in which you were saying, like, it's just not received in the same way that it used to be. And that's yeah. fine. But yeah. there's so many of us that still enjoy it. And yeah. whether it be rock blues or pop rock or whatever, even rap rock, you know, we play, yeah. we play rap rock on Pluto radio. It's, it's, uh, 
it's just we tend to stay with guitar driven yes art and yeah. uh and that's where you would end up with rock whereas there's there's people and i'm sure you know some in fact i know you know one that's like i don't dig that because there's no guitar right yeah like, i'm about a guitar and yeah and, i'm about a guitar too <laughs> you know and it's it's I mean, I can certainly listen to any type of music and enjoy it. I'm, I do, you know, in fact, do that. But um, it's just, I'm, I think that it's cool that we're of like mind, and that's what Pluto Radio certainly is about. And we've yeah. embraced you. We've embraced you guys, and you guys certainly support us. Yeah. Um, so it's a very uh, symbiotic, cool thing. Yeah, well, we have to support the people who support us because. Well, you'd <laughs> be surprised. You and far between, really. Yeah, you'd be surprised. It's like uh, a lot of bands will um, forward information to us, and th their first thing will be like, you know, what kind of music do you play mm -hmm. on the station? And I, I mean, I'm like, hey, dude, I'm not a dick, but this take take five minutes and listen to the station. It's yeah. right there. It's a click of a yeah. button. It's not like you're. You have a radio that you have to actually sink in from thousands right, of exactly. miles away. Exactly. That, it's right there. It's a push of a button. Yeah. That's someone who doesn't really seem to care about anything but themselves. Yeah. Like, I want to get my song on stations. As, and we'll get a lot of, like, R&B artists or rap artists sending stuff. And you're like, hey, dude, we don't do this. You should know yeah. that. You, should, you shouldn't just go, oh, radio. I want to get on radio. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be. You got to be in your... Um, not genre, but in your, you know, in your, in your bubble. Right. Yeah. Like, and look into your work. Like, you know, you, when you submit to someone, you know who you're submitting to. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. do. And even more than that, to the point that you started me off on, um, a lot of the bands that Pluto plays don't actually listen to Pluto radio, which I, I, I'm fine with. Cause you're not going to be on there unless we've decided that your vibe is cool. Yeah. But it seems like maybe they're not understanding that if we are playing them aggressively and they are supporting us and telling other people to listen and say, like, really support us, then yeah. eventually you don't need Spotify because you have yeah. something else that's actually integrated with you and part you of you. You have a different platform, yeah. yeah. Opposed to you going, oh, my God, here's this platform that everyone seems to be on and I yeah. need to be on it. And so you yeah. have musicians spending more time, like, being on social media than being a musician. Yes, that you know, <laughs> that's another great great point because what is it about? Is it about It's about nothing. You, yeah, that you, way. You or is it about the music? Yeah. It it's got to be about the music, right? Yeah. It's not about, you know, part it's part about you, but it's about the music. What what yeah. are you trying to push, yourself or your or your your songs? Yeah. And, and we're and trying to push our songs yeah you know and, and you, the other and you, things come afterwards yeah but you also support the culture in which you're promoting yourself in that's that's really what i'm talking about as well absolutely instead of it, just saying hey we're the metal birds we sound amazing and you should listen to us no. it's like hey you know if you have a festival a festival only works because there's an integration of people that are yeah. of like mind at least for that weekend or yes. that week Yes. So you, hey, it's you, like, hey, come and listen to us because the festival is going to be great. Not come yeah. and listen to us because we're great. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Come and be with us, you know, and, right. and come and be with us, with us and experience this yeah. whole this whole thing. So it's like it's the same way with the with the radio stations, right? Come and listen yeah. to Pluto Radio yeah. because Pluto Radio is great and playing great music, not just because we're on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what we try to do. We try to do that. With not only you guys, but you know other radio stations too that that play us and support us, and you know, and we support them too because it's the whole, like you said, the whole culture. Of yeah, it. Right. And, and 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 Pluto Radio in no way is is like miffed that somehow you guys are like you know liking some other radio station at that point, you know, because <laughs> I we know like it's not easy and it's not easy for anyone, and it is the culture of. Yeah. We hope to be the most amazing one online. Oh, but maybe, of but maybe, but maybe we're not this year. But we'll keep working at. It. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. it's like like I think Rye emailed me at some point and apologized because he was he was getting you, your music on some other internet mm -hmm. station, and and I'm like, hey, dude, I'm a musician too. <laughs> I, I'm not. You know, I'm not saying you got to live and breathe everything yeah. Pluto. You could buy a hat from time to time, but. <laughs> 
But, you know, oh, don't worry. I'll get him a hat. I'll get you know, him a hat. No, no a hat I'm not. Guy, so. I'm not saying it for that reason. I'm just saying it to be stupid. But, but you, you know, I, I guess we're talking. I'm, I'm beating a dead horse because it's just, it's mind-boggling to me how you can. Like I have friends that I play that don't really promote Pluto yeah. Radio. Yeah. And I'll play them because I think they deserve to be heard. But I'm like, don't you get it? Like the more that you can excite other people about your music on this station, which by the way, might be the only station playing your music. Yeah. The more of a culture you're bringing to the world that can be understood, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing, but I, I, I love being a part of it. I'm not kicking anyone. I'm just, uh, I we completely agree with you. Like yeah. I completely agree with you. And you know, and then you have the other radio stations who, if you don't promote them, they stop playing your music. Yeah, I say fuck like, them. Okay. Excuse my French. I just say <laughs> f f them. Yeah. You know. You know, and not, what, what not in a good way. Uh, not what in the pleasant you way. Yeah. You just move on and you find other stations. That's all. That's yeah, all I mean, because there's there's always vultures hovering. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's fine. I can throw stones at those people when I see them, and that they're <laughs> if if they're really annoying at that moment, I might consider it because I'm not a person of violence. So, right, uh, <laughs> but you're not opposed to throwing stones. So, <laughs> if if they really ask for it, they might get one. You know, no, I throw I throw bottles, not stones. <laughs> <laughs> empty ones i hope usually there's just a little empty, yeah there's, there's just a little spittle left in them at that point <laughs> backwash right indeed oh my god hey this was so lovely oh my gosh john thank you for having me, me on yeah. this is great yeah, yeah. this is great and we'll do anytime i'll be we'll, happy yeah. to do this anytime we'll, we'll definitely do it again <laughs> is there we should always end letting you um explain to people where they can find your amazing voice and the okay. band's amazing music. Okay. Well, you can find us anywhere, basically. Us um, being the metal birds. The metal birds, birds with a Y, B-Y-R-D-S. Yes. Um, search us on uh, our website, www.themetalbirds.com. You can also find us on Spotify if that's what you choose. If they haven't taken you off by now. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You can also find us on Pluto Radio, and yes, you can indeed. also find us. Yes, you can find us on Twitter at the Metal Birds, and on Facebook at the Metal Birds Band, and then on our YouTube page, which is the Metal Birds. Everything the Metal Birds, and remember, it's birds with a Y, not an I. And you guys have one hell of a cool looking logo too. By the way. <laughs> Thank you. I actually yeah. made that. I, I yeah. know. It's, be it's beautiful. But thank you again. Thank you again for doing this. It was wonderful getting to meet you. Thank you, John. It was great to do this interview. I'm glad that we uh, we could have, make it happen, you know? Yeah. Anytime so, you want to do this again, I'm I'm all up for oh, it. Oh, I'm going to have you back, baby. How can I, how would we stop this personality? <laughs> you can't. I know. Hey there, this is John. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival here at the CEF.world. I also want to say, hey, thanks, Suzanne, for being on the show. 